I had a passion that I should start my firm and be able to touch more companies, more people than I can if I was working in one place. Welcome to Agile Leaders Conversations, where executives, business leaders, and experts from all sectors come together and share leadership insights around leading in today's workplaces. They will be sharing some tips on how they use the Agile mindset to make sense of the complexities and lead with authenticity and ease. Hi everyone, my name is Chen Chen and I specialize in growing the Agile mindset in global leaders around the world so that they can be successful in their businesses and personal lives. I'm also the author of Eight Paradoxes of Leadership Agility. And in this episode of Agile Leaders Conversations, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Kiran Ma. Kiran is the founder of M2M Business Solutions, a people-centric business advisory company. With a vision of growing people, growing business, she founded M2M Business Solutions in 2017. Since its inception, the company has closely worked with over 100 businesses across Canada helping them transform their operations and optimize returns on their investments in people, processes, and technology. Welcome to the show, Kiran. Hi, Chen Chen. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here with you today. I'm so happy to have you on my show. Would you fill us in a little bit more about what you do? I think you did a fair good justice by describing what I do. So appreciate your kind words. As you mentioned, yes, I am based in Canada, Toronto, to be more specific. My background is automotive manufacturing, worked on the other side of the world. I started my own firm almost three and a half years ago. And the reason of that was... I was very passionate to fulfill the gaps that I always noticed in my manufacturing time, which was over 20 years. And I had a passion that I should start my firm and be able to touch more companies, more people than I can if I was working in one place. So that is what was the cause of birth of M2M Business Solution. And given that, the focus has been completely on transforming businesses, identifying the gap in the foundation of the businesses so that I can support them in the growth phase so that the sustainability is much more feasible once the foundation is laid out between the proper planning people and processes. What cannot be ignored at any time in this business is people. So I work very closely with the people via leadership programs and also through special professional development based on what is happening in the market. Usually the programs that I have launched under M2M Belt has been derived from what is going on with my clients at the moment. They came as a request. This is what what is going on and what can you do in this case and how you can help us. And that has been an innovative way to bring in new programs over the time. So between people and businesses is what my day looks like and I love what I do. Awesome. Absolutely. I can see the light and the passion as you talk about it. (laughs) Fully aligned with you, sustainability, how sustainable can the businesses be, can the leadership be, and that people is something that we cannot ignore in the whole process. So important. Just a quick side note, I'm curious about this background in automotive manufacturing. Was that an area where females are quite rare? 
Very rare. To tell you in short, my upbringing has been in the world of army. My dad was in army, hence I grew up in army campuses. So coming from army to automotive was pretty stable, I would say. It was like flowing right in, similar setup, similar, very organized structures and so on, and very confined industry. You have every supplier within automotive. You're not as dependent on other industries like I see now once I came out of automotive. But yes, definitely female in management probably is a rare sight. Female itself in offices is a rare sight. You would see more female in engineering or administration uh, or buyers. If you have met buyers, but once you're sitting in the boardroom, I've been more used to sitting with 40 guys and me in the room. And pretty much if I see two, three females entering the room, I get cautious. Okay, what is happening? What changed? (laughs) So you're completely right. I'm sure the world will evolve by the next generation coming up in the workforce, but I can see now some new faces. Yeah, very inspiring. I think it's not easy for a woman leader to assert influence in the boardroom in a male-dominated environment. Yeah, looking forward to your sharing and shed light in this area on women leadership as well. Great. So Kiran have read my book, The Eight Paradoxes of Leadership Agility. So I'm wondering what are your general thoughts of the book after reading it? I would say that out of the numerous books I've read on leadership, this one was definitely a standout. Very different. I love the concept that you have utilized of turning the real-time experiences into the pages of your book, where people can actually relate to different incidents. I would say if an individual can note down every example that you have utilized, If they're Um, adapted and implemented in their professional workplace would make a huge difference, huge difference. As I was reading through, in my mind, I was thinking of situations and having a smile on my face, how you had related those stories and also then converted, right? What did they do and what process did you use in the background for them to have a change? And a lot of these are like real behavior change so that they stick around. It's not a one-time transactional change, but real-time behavioral change. So definitely a book that I would suggest easy to read and understand and apply upon. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on that. I wrote the book with exactly that purpose for busy leaders, something easy, immediately actionable, implementable. So you said as you were reading it, there were some parts where you smile. I guess there were some stories that resonated with you. So was there a paradox that specifically resonated with you? I think there was one story where there was a guy, Prakash, that you have used the name as. And I believe it's enforcing and empowering. Uh, where he's a team leader and he's trying to work on a project of making change in customer experience. And his mission is that will impact the business overall in a positive way. And I couldn't resist having a laugh and thinking out in the background, I would say in my past, where customer experience is actually a very dear topic to me even today. 
I always believe. I think it's a it's a habit of mine, if I want to use that word, that anytime I meet a new prospect, I will somehow find out what terminology they do use. Do they call customer service? Do they call customer satisfaction? Or do they call customer experience? It really tells me where they are in their journey when it comes to customers and their internal customers as well. Listening to that story where he's actually going through whole resistance and change management in a way of how to empower everybody and empower himself in bringing that change, which I feel is a big project, as good as doing an ERP system in a company. <laughs> so that one was really good. There was another story from your principle yeah. and adaptability. And that one is, again, a very great story of how people sometimes become a bit rigid when they talk about principles. Like principles are a must have, but always an open mind is important to assess the situation and understand how to keep your principles in check, yet have that ability to adapt to what is going on around you at that moment. And every situation is going to differ. So that means every time your adaptability behavior is going to differ as well. But being conscious about that and knowing about that, that yes, principles are principles, but when needed, you need to have that adaptability is I think one of the finest skill people can have in them. Being principled doesn't mean that you're rigid. How do you be principled and have that open mind as well? How do you see changes in leadership right now in the pandemic and how is any one of these applicable? First of all, if we touch upon the word pandemic or COVID, I would say it's not the first or the last time that is happening. Every decade has a story of its own. So if leaders are aware of that means they're constantly learning and developing themselves, their teams and their businesses to be prepared for this or any other challenge that comes. Challenge is always going to impact, that's forgiven, but it does minimize. It minimizes, and it also on the positive side allows you to reflect, look into how you're running your business and make the changes that you need for the future. On a negative side, yes, it can be painful for people, but on the positive side, there are a lot of positive pieces if we look at pandemics that way. I think in given time, agility is obviously very important. Leadership, where leaders are able to lead, but they hold oneself in the background. They're allowing their team, empowering them and not controlling them. And where people, individuals and teamwork and team players can be more productive and be open to share their creativity, their ideas and brainstorm as a team. I think one of the finest things that is required is the leader having a clear vision and not keeping their eye off that. And vision is always constantly changing as well. The vision we have for our lives when we are 20 year old is something we want to do by 25. And by 25, we look back and we're like, ew, what was I thinking? So it's no different when you talk. This is just a bigger landscape of yourself. An individual. So if you consider that way, it's always changing, but whatever it is at that moment, the eye has to be on it. The more that clarity is there, the team, the processes, the plannings, the strategies, everything will start coming together. And then more you're together, obviously you're working better and whatever is coming in the way, you'll figure it out how to tackle it and get better. 
So I think that unity comes from the clarity in the businesses and the leader giving that kind of environment where your team can develop a culture of excellence. Yes, I want to highlight some of the key points that Kieran has mentioned, the importance of having clarity. What is the vision? What is the culture? And that in every stage of life for a human being, and the same for businesses, we want different things at different times. So it could be principle versus adaptable coming in. Perhaps the overarching vision or the purpose that we have as a business is still the same, but the manner in which we do it, be it pandemic or next one, who knows? The method may be different. So we got to reserve the adaptability at the same time. And I think another key point that you mentioned, I see empowering versus uh, enforcing. And if we have a clear vision, then we know how to empower our people because they have yeah. different perspectives. They bring in different things and we bring teams together to find better solutions. I would say vision is so clear. The more your vision is clear, the strategies will be clear and strategies are clear. You can put down the measurables at your departmental level, at your team level, as individual level. And not being competitive in today's constantly changing market, but also these same pieces are very much related with all of the threats that are going in the market. They all play some sort of key important role while business leaders are dealing with some other market threats that we have this decade. Yeah. 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 That's a great viewpoint and vision is always evolving. So I think good for all listeners, viewers to take note of that and cross-check. Am I pursuing a relevant vision right now or does something need to change? Now, I want to look at this concept of leadership agility. I defined it as the ability to navigate complexities and uncertainties with a sense of ease and authenticity. Some of my clients describe it as having that feeling of peace of mind, like being able to sleep well at night with a clear conscience instead of being torn between two sides. So how do you see leadership agility through the work that you do? But the way I would say I define that is with three keywords, lead, open-mindedness, and just being there, being there for your team. And as we talked about the vision, once that clarity is there, at times you probably may have noticed sometime you talk to different people in a business and you ask them what their vision is and people will point down to a frame on a wall. Or they will define vision based on what they understand the vision is. And the story may change from one person to another. The more that clarity is there, the more everybody's focused on what they're doing. One of the simple examples that I pretty much use all the time is that given that I'm in Canada, I always say from Toronto to Montreal, which is three plus hours drive. And I always say that if five of us are going to Montreal, we may take different paths depending on what our GPS is telling us. But if we know the exact address, we will reach the same destination. It's as simple as that. And if that destination and the timing wasn't given to us with full clarity, we may reach there and be in that area, but not at that destination. And that's how the vision comes in perspective when we look at businesses. So once that clarity is there, then the more important thing is being agile means bring your teams together and bring right people. 
the right team member. I personally believe that the smart team is not a word that I probably use personally. I always say right team. I could be smart, but I'm smart for this company and may not be smart fit for another company. But am I a right person for this job, this company? Then I am the right person. So identify the right team members and put them in the places they belong. So as the leaders in today's world, if these are some of the keys, things, very small things, but play a huge role in the dynamics of a business world, bringing them and placing them in the right places, and then hiring the same way of right people, the right talent for your company. And then once you have given them the clarity, step back, ask them, allow them to empower them to bring their ideas and bring solution and give you a process, right? The process, let the team define what that process and the journey is go empower them to work together with a very interactive team, but also full of diversity around you. Yeah. It is about the vision. It is about outcomes. If you are clear what is the vision and the milestones, the outcomes that will get the organization to reach their vision, then you will know what are the outcomes all your talented people need to achieve. And when you are clear on that, then you will know how and who you need to get on board into your team. And then after that, step back, just let them do their job, let them work their magic and things will happen. I'm also very interested in this piece on women leadership. Just wondering what advice do you have for leaders, especially women leaders in male-dominated environments out there? I've had very positive experience in my work life. As I mentioned, coming from growing up in the army world and being in manufacturing auto and now working in different industries, working within engineers all the time or army individuals, uh, pretty much male, female makes no difference. It's all about the talent that you have and pretty much all people are very technical. So it's about your technical know-how and nothing more than that. But yes, as the world runs, there are challenges and obviously much more challenges for female, not even to progress in positions, but also to sustain a day. Female in general have way more responsibilities in a given day than guys most of the time. Balancing between your family and work life and balancing between your kids once you have them and then your coworkers or employee team is a work of its own. What has worked for me is I personally apply and I probably use this a lot in my own coaching as well, is I apply every aspect of business to a house. A house is a small version of what a business world is for me. So if you have learned the art of managing your kids when they were teenager, or did you have your wow moment that, oh my God, they have turned 13. So I'm going to have some wonderful years coming ahead. I think that's the first test as parents, but also as a female being a mother of applying your skills and polishing them. That's the time. Once you have conquered that world, given that I'm a mother of three, I pretty much used every angle of skills that I learned from my father growing up in the army world, applied that with my kids. It transformed on its own when I entered workforce, applying the similar concepts. Being 
stubborn is a negative word, but I would say stubborn in your mind with your ideas and your vision being constantly on it. But having the flexibility of allowing people to speak and allow them what to do. And one of the biggest thing as a female or as a women leader that I probably believe between the houses and the business offices, if you're asking somebody to do something, always remember, you need to answer the question, what is in it for me? If you can answer that question, what is in it for me? When you're asking, whether it's a teenager or an employee of your business, you got them by your side. If my employer is asking for a change, what is in it for me? Why should I change? I did this every single day the same way. Why should I do something different? But bringing these concepts as a female, using them between your daily life, uh, whether you're dealing with your kids, whether you're dealing with your spouse, partner, or you're dealing with your colleagues. So bringing some of these basic rules, applying those rules to your life really helps bringing a balance as a woman, for sure. It's been so consistent since the time we started this interview. It's always about being principle one, your basic principles. And it is actually trans applicable across all domains of your life, be it with your kids, with your spouse, at work, with your business. Be stubborn in the vision. That's my takeaway quote for today. Be stubborn in your vision, but be open-minded how other people are going to do it. Be open-minded about the approach to get there. And one key question that I also get reminded is what's in it for me? For all women leaders, for all business leaders, I think we are all dealing with a lot of change. So answering that question, what's in it for me, is an essential question for all leaders these days. I'm yeah. sure right now, viewers will be interested to find out how you can get in touch with Kieran, especially if you are based in Canada. Right, so I will include Kieran's social media handles and company website in the show notes. As my last piece, I would say that professional development, given that this decade, COVID was just one of the threat. We have a lot of other things to deal with this decade, starting from 65% the workforce is going to be millennials. And the generation gap, the skills gap, there are a lot of other pieces, digital transformation called Industry 4.0. All these things, in a way, seem multiple different pieces that we need to deal with. But at the end of the day, they all are touched with a clear plan, having right people and then empowering them to take them to the Montreal that I always talk about. So find what is your Montreal, where your destination is, what time you want to reach there, and then empower your team and guide them to walk there or drive there. Such a powerful story. I will have that story in my mind for a long time. Thanks for that. It's been great connecting Thank with you. you. I'm looking forward to more conversations. I believe there are many ways that we can collaborate. So I will touch base again. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Agile Leaders Conversations and see you again soon.